Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United, I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about our 2-0 win in the Premier League at home against Tottenham. Uh, best performance of the season so far, I certainly think so. Previously I would have thought the Ammonia game, the 1-0 win, I thought was maybe our best performance of the season, the, the game where we were sort of uh, completely dominated them. Um but no, excellent, excellent performance today against Tottenham. I thought we completely dominated the game. Tottenham didn't really do anything. We didn't give them any room to do anything, which was great. Uh, something that you love to see. I don't think there was anybody who had a bad game, per se. There's, you know, m- most of the team I would give sort of 8s or 10s or whatever to. Um, there were players that didn't perform as well as other players. But for the for the most part, for the majority of this team... Um, I thought everybody performed at least very, very good. Um, there's just other players that obviously stood out a little bit more than, than certain other players. Um, and of course there will be a thing to talk about as well with Ronaldo walking down the tunnel. We will discuss that a bit later on. Um, but no, very, very happy with the with the guys. I can say the lads, but the, the guys in the performance today. Um, really, really excellent. I thought they worked hard, closed the ball down. They just... Didn't let Tottenham have a sniff of the goal. Um, it's very interesting to see a you know Conte led Spurs um, with Kane and Son up front just be completely shut down on every occasion. I mean, Kane got one shot off, which was offside. Son didn't do anything. Um, they had moments, Tottenham. They they, they had moments, um, but we held out really really well in defence. Um, I thought our back four were very, very solid today. I thought De Gea was amazing today. Um, I was very, very surprised by the midfield, which is good. Um, I didn't think the midfield was going to be as good as what it was, but that's good. I, I like to be, spi- you know, surprised in a um, in a very positive way. Um, so that was really good as well. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, in terms of possession of the ball, hard work, runs off the ball, closing the players down, um, I thought it was all just all there today. Um, I'm really, really, don't know if I'd use the word proud, but I'm really, really happy with these with these lads today. Um, I thought they really played excellent. Um, there was mistakes, obviously. You know, we gave the ball away on occasions, made mistakes on occasions. But what I noticed about this team today as well is we gave the ball away and we worked hard almost straight away to get it back. Because one thing I never ever want to see from a Man United team, regardless of performance or who's got the more possession and that type of stuff, I don't ever want to see a lazy Man United team or a team that doesn't look, look like they're bothered. Um, an example of that is obviously if you look back to March-ish this year, I can't remember when exactly the game was, but when, when we got beaten, and I mean beaten by Liverpool... Um, the 5, it was either the 4 or the 5-0 game, I can't remember which one, and the players were walking around the pitch. That's like the low, low, low standard. Um, but, you know, regardless of if we do win the ball back or whatever, I, I, I want to see this team look like they're putting in the effort at least. Um, and they seem like they went bit beyond that today. Um, I don't know, just, just a, lot of, a lot of closing down, a lot of hard work. But it's not all just about, you know passion desire and hard work and all that you've got to be good on the ball and make chances and you know play really well um one thing that we judged really well in this game as well i thought was moments to play the ball quicker and moments to just just keep control of the ball 
because one, one one thing we've really struggled with for, for years, um, I don't know how far post Alex Ferguson's era, I would say this was, maybe, maybe from the very start of the post-Fergie era, one thing we've always struggled with for years and years and years, not not even through Ollie's era, but e- even before that, uh, whether you want to talk about Moyes or you want to talk about um, Van Hal or Marie, you know any of those eras, one thing we've really, really struggled with is to break a low block down. Um, and you look at today and you think, okay, Ronaldo's the player you'd want for that, but he chose Rashford, but Rashford got himself involved in a way that was really interesting and really a, bit, a, a little bit different. Um, because he didn't just do the typical sort of, you know, run through in on goal. He sort of contributed with the possession and everything. Um, but one thing we managed really, really well today, I thought, was when we're in that final third and Tottenham have got like their whole team behind the ball or pretty much their whole team behind the ball and not panicking too much and not sort of like just whipping passes in again and again and again and again. Um, you want to do that sometimes, but I thought we really leveled it off very well. In terms of like, okay, when do we recycle? When, when do we just take care of the football and just keep it? Because you don't always have to be spamming passes or spamming crosses into the box. Or trying to whip balls across the pitch. You, you don't always have to do that. Um, but that comes with, you know, a, a good bit of communication. I thought the communication in this team had improved today. Um, and it, you can just see... I mean, we've lost games this season, obviously. Um, we we started the season very poorly. We've we've recovered since then. Clearly, I don't know about anybody listening, but you can really start to see. And it's very early days still. I'm not saying Ten Hag's got the finished piece or whatever. You can absolutely see how Ten Hag has improved this team. Whether it's from doing the huge thing, which was dropping Maguire, which I think improved the team a lot. And look, it wasn't all just, oh, drop Maguire and we'll we'll play better. That was a very, very big part. Obviously, Maguire was the captain, the big £80 million British signing. That There was a lot uh, around all of that um, with like British media bias and all that sort of stuff. But that had to happen. Um, but there's two... I, I sort of mentioned this kind of briefly in the last episode... There's two big choices Ten Hag has made that have very clearly made the world of difference, which is dropping Maguire and breaking up McFred. Because they've played, McTominay and Fred both played in this game, but they're not starting games together. And you notice how much, just how much of a difference that makes. And obviously, you know, I would definitely say Casemiro is an upgrade on that midfield. Um, depends on who you put with Casemiro. But things like that, but then also... Because I don't, I don't know if some people realised, but the way Tenag is trying to play football and the system that that requires and how the backline is set up, you can't do that with Maguire. And I'm not trying to pick on him. Obviously, Maguire wasn't even on the bench. He's not in the team. But just just to sh- share a bit of an example of like you look at you look at how Varane and Martinez function in this team and the higher line and the pressing and the speed. As well, you take Maguire out, you put somebody else in. Let's face it, Martinez is basically Maguire's replacement. Varane was kind of there already. Lindelof was kind of there already. So those two have been rotating a bit because Martinez has Martinez has sort of become the main man at the back, and it's either been Varane or Lindelof. That's pretty much how it's gone, right? Because um, ever since what the second game where we got beaten by, um, was it uh, Bournemouth? Ever since that game, I, th- I think I think Maguire was dropped after that. I think 
he's made like I think sub appearances and he's been injured and he's been on the bench. Um, ever since that, that that that's been the checkpoint of when we've improved. Obviously, you know, we we lost certain games, we lost to Sociedad, we lost to Man City. You're not expecting to win every single game, but it's it's made a world of difference in this team. And it's not always going to work all the time. We're not going to win every game. You know, we couldn't beat Newcastle. Um, we've won a lot more games recently though than what we've than what we haven't. We've drawn a few, won a few by sort of you know getting over the line, like with Everton and like with um, Ammonia as well. Um, but the the choices that Tenog is making, and I don't agree with all of them, but he's made more choices that have made more sense, which have helped this team. And you can just start to see the the, the fruits of that labour. Not the finished article. Um, not expecting the league. Not expecting you know the quadruple or the treble. It would be nice if we did win a trophy. I think a trophy is certainly up for grabs. Um, but again, I, I think one of the reasons I'm bringing that up is because I think you could see that in full force today in this game against Tottenham. Um, there's still things to work out, things to improve upon. Um, but I, I think you're starting to see a, a few of the fruits of that labour. Now, we could lose 2-0 to Chelsea on Saturday. And I come back and I'll be like, oh, you know, disappointing result. That's that's going to happen. Um but I I I think it's 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 been nice to do episodes like this as well, where I, where I've had different things to talk about and like a different system and different choices and things to break down. So uh, again, I don't um no, I I trust Ten Hag, but I don't agree with like every decision he makes. Um, but as long as most of his decisions at least make sense, we'll talk about a big one, obviously here here in a bit. Um, actually, we'll talk about it now. Ronaldo walking down the tunnel. What, what do we what do we make of that? I've spoken about Ronaldo a few times on this on this episode on these episodes this season. He's not had a good season. Um, because the camera, as I mentioned a few times, the camera loves Ronaldo. Big star, big name. You know, Ronaldo does something. Ronaldo pulls an expression on the bench, and the camera pans to him. The ca- the camera loves him. He's Ronaldo. I imagine. I, I don't watch. A lot of PSG, but I'd imagine the same thing happens with like Neymar and Messi and those sorts of big names, or like with Real Madrid and Bayern Munich with Benzema and Lewandowski. I'd imagine similar things happen, but I don't really watch those those teams, so I I couldn't tell you. But Cam, the camera loves the big name players, and he's our biggest player in terms of like star power name. It felt as soon as I saw him walking down the tunnel. Obviously, the camera panned over to him, and I immediately went, "That's childish." Because there's, there's a annoying competitive thing about Ronaldo, where Ronaldo wants to play every minute of every game, he wants to score every shot, he wants to never miss any chances, because if he doesn't do one of those things, because he, he, could, he could get a hat-trick and then miss his fourth shot, and he'll be really annoyed with himself. Or he could get a hat-trick and be subbed off in the 80th minute, and he'll still be annoyed. Ronaldo wants to play every single minute of every single game, and he wants to score every single shot. That's good in the levels of an ambi- of his ambition. It's good that he wants to do that, and and he looks like he's up for it. The conflicting part about that, though, that there, there, there's a conflicting thing that's going on with Ronaldo that I don't quite understand. There's a part of it that I understand, but it doesn't completely make sense. Right, so last season had a terrible season. We finished what was it, sixth, seventh? I can't even remember. Um, put last season behind us, obviously. 
get into this game, so into this season, puts in a transfer request in the summer, can't manage to get rid of him for whatever particular reason. Uh, obviously, his wages are ridiculously high. He's on something like 400 grand a week. That's a problem for other teams because he's not going to be cutting down his wage. No Champions League football. Team is bad. We're not signing players until too late. Obviously, we ended up signing some good players that I'm happy with. Um, but we did we did take too long to do it. But it was good that we did it in the end. But Ronaldo was impatient with that, and you know, club lacked ambition. So if you've handed in a transfer request, and you don't want to be, you've made it very clear, I don't want to be at this football club. And Tenard goes, okay, I'm going to put you on the bench then. Russia's been playing well. He's tried to put Martial into the team on on occasions. And there's a part of it that does make sense and a part of it that doesn't. The part of it that does make sense of his frustration is what I already explained, which is that Ronaldo wants to play every minute of every game and score every single shot. The other part that doesn't make sense is like, well, you you said you didn't want to be here. Um, So you're annoyed when you get put on the bench. If you've not got the... And he hasn't looked like he's had sometimes this season... If you don't look like you're up for it and you don't look like you want to play and when you do you put in poor performances, why would I pick you? You know, fair enough if like, let's say Sancho gets dropped, he pushes Rashford out to the left and okay, Ronaldo naturally goes in the middle. But this game he chose Sancho middle, sorry, Rashford middle, middle, Sancho left. But it's, it's, it it felt that the, the first word that struck me was childish, was like, because first of all, because that was what the eighty-eighth minute, we're winning. We were winning two-nil by the seventieth minute. So that was ten minutes after that. We were completely in control of this game. Tottenham weren't doing anything. We were two-nil up by the seventieth minute. So ten minutes later, okay, we made three subs after that: McTominay, Alanga, Eriksson. You don't need to be brought on. I mean, if Tottenham had scored, let's say, 5 to 10 minutes maybe after our second goal, and we thought, ooh, 2-1, two, one, two, two one's a bit of a dangerous scoreline, then maybe you think, okay, maybe you put Ronaldo on to, to, to grab a goal. But we were completely in control of this game. Tottenham weren't doing anything. It's not like Tottenham started to creep back into this game. So you're, the, the team that you play for, which you've you've openly said that you don't want to play for anymore, is winning 2-0... So you just want to be subbed on for the sake of it. Like, it's... Like, the the team you're on is win- like the It is the reason that you're on... The reason, he, the reason he is annoyed is because he wasn't subbed on the pitch. And because he, he didn't start. And even before we were making subs, even before... I think before we scored the goal. I think it was in the first half. Pa- camera panned over to him again, what I've already explained. Ronaldo's looking really frustrated on the bench. You haven't been scoring. You haven't been performing. Um, you were given a dozen chances in one of the other games, and you didn't take any of them. Um, Rashford suits this system a bit better, I think, just because of that speed. What one really notable thing about Tenag's system in terms of midfield, defense, and attack is it's a bit more about speed. That's why you can't really fit Maguire in here, and that's why you can't really fit Ronaldo in here. Ronaldo is still capable of scoring goals. Maguire isn't really capable of defending. So there's the differences there, obviously. But when you look at when you look at Martinez over Maguire and you look at R- Rashford over Ronaldo, what do those two players have more of that the other two don't? Speed. And what is it that Tenog's trying to get going with his team a bit more? Is speed. So 
and we've seen it in certain games where Ronaldo will kind of slow down the play. He must be aware of all of this. I mean, they go to the training sessions. They they train to play in a certain way. Um, again, you can understand. You can understand a certain part. Like he didn't get his summer move right. Um, you know, he he didn't get his move in the summer. He's stuck in this team until January. What's he supposed to do? But the whole like, I'm going to literally get up with ten minutes left and walk out. Like, what? Why? Why do you need to do that? Why can't you just sit and just enjoy the win? Your, your team is still, still playing for is is winning, so it just struck me as childish. Um, and some people were saying like, straight, obviously I looked a bit on Twitter straight after. Some were saying like, oh, it's disrespectful. I don't think that's disrespectful to Ronaldo. To to look at that and think, okay, I'm gonna bring on these other players. Um, we we didn't need a striker to be brought on. Rashford was having a good game. Um. Obviously, the two wingers got taken off, Anthony and Sancho. But we we didn't need to make the sub, which would have... So, if Ronaldo was brought on, it probably would have, at that point, been for Rashford. And we didn't need to do that because Rashford was having a good game. So, I don't know. I, I It it just struck me as told us. I was like, what, why are you leaving? Like, why? You just, you're just kind of making a show of yourself. Um, But... Yeah, and he'll know that. He'll know that, like, I'm going to walk down this tunnel. People are going to notice I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. The camera literally pans away from the game in action to look at you leaving and go down the tunnel. Um, it's unfortunately time for him to move on. Look, I, I still think Ronaldo's a legend of this club. Absolutely, in, in terms of what he did in, in the Alex Ferguson era. He did a very good job for us last season. But it's just clearly time to move on. So, And speaking of moving on, it's time for me to move off of this topic. I've discussed it enough. Um, let me know what you think. Anyway, um, if you think it's specifically disrespectful to Ronaldo, I don't understand why. If you'd thought like, oh, maybe we could have brought him on to go 3-0 up, that's understandable. But I don't think it's disrespectful. Like, is it disrespectful Is it disrespectful to Palestri that we didn't bring him on? Is it disrespectful towards who else was on the bench? Um, is it disrespectful to Lindelof we didn't bring him on? To Malasia, to Palestri? To Lindelof, to Heaton, like we're not we're not saying the same things for those players, are we? So why is Ronaldo got to be like the special one? I don't know. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, I've already talked about the performance and everything. Uh, so the Ronaldo stuff aside, and unfortunately, will it will take some of the headlines away from this very good performance. I'm very very happy with the result today. Um, so very very good, very very happy with with all of that. Um, interesting kind of goals that were scored. But, you know, you get goals where you can. Speaking of goals, let's break into the summary. We've got nothing for the first half. But first half, I thought we played very, very well. Put a lot of pressure on Tottenham. Completely closed them out. And that was half of our half of our very good performance today. Because that is the first half. Second half, Fred scored. Um, it says here, assist from Sancho. How was this goal scored again? There was a deflected shot. Oh, I'm thinking of the other goal. Where it was... Um, Second goal, which was a deflected, deflected Fred shot that went back to Bruno, but he hit a clean shot into the goal, didn't he? But no, this was uh, Sancho. Sancho, yes, I remember now. Sancho passed it to Fred on the edge of the box. Sancho with his usual good composure. We'll talk about that in the player ratings. And Fred with a good deflected goal. Um, unlucky for Tottenham, I suppose. Although eh, saying that, they they didn't do anything in the first half. This was one of them goals where, like, so, sooner or later, we were gonna score. 
in this game. Unless it was going to be one of them ones where, like, you know, 80th, 90th minute, Tottenham hit us on the break and Sun scores or something. Um, but the game didn't go that way. You could tell with the way the game was going, we were completely all over Tottenham. And a goal, a goal was going to come at some point, whether it was going to be a deflected shot, a normal shot, a cross, a header, w- whatever it was going to be, there was going to be a goal at some point. And this was the one. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of deflected goals. It sort of feels a bit lucky sometimes. It's just, I don't know, it's, a goal's a goal. You, you take what you can get in this game because this game is very difficult. But, um, I don't know, it's... Yeah, I remember when we beat Wolves, I think it was last season or the one before, where Rashford scored like a last-minute deflected goal. And it was like, cool, we got over the line. That's not the way you want to do it, though, but you take it because it's a goal for your team. So, um, happy for Fred. We'll talk about Fred. Well, we'll talk about everybody in the play ratings, but a uh, very, very good goal and uh, good composure yet again from Sancho. I really like seeing the composed Sancho sort of weave his way in and out of stuff. Um, so this is kind of similar a little bit to was it last game, the Ammonia one. Um, was that last game we played? No. It was the other one. Um, the Newcastle one. Uh, the one before that, uh, which I believe was midweek last week against Ammonia. Um, where Sancho sort of worms his way into the box. With that one, it was a bit more of a pass to McTominay. He scored a clean goal. This is similar to that, where it's sort of Sancho... Sancho does the work on both goals, but it's good finishing from, uh, Fred and McTominay for the separate goals. Um, so yeah, good goal. Anyway, good goal. Uh, then we move on to, um, Bruno Fernandes, um, who scored a goal, which is good. Um, and this one was a little bit different. Fred went for a shot, uh, got deflected, it fell to Bruno's path. But again, you've got to take what you can get in this game. So I wasn't really the, I was more a fan of the way we played than the goals we scored. I'm not, I wasn't so, it, they weren't like entertaining goals. You know, but again, you take what you can get. You don't you don't moan about the goals that you get. You you celebrate the wins. Um, this was this was different. Where it was sort of the scoreline was really good, the performance was really good, and the result. But the goals were like okay, they were a bit sort of scrappy goals. Um, it's just not entertaining, is it? But it's it's still good anyway. You still want to score the goals in whatever way you can. Uh, so that was good. Uh, then McTominay on for Anthony. Sub that made a certain amount of sense. It's interesting with Anthony actually. Because if you look at our front line. Okay let's let's say Martial is ready to play. You can either put Ronaldo up front. Martial up front. Or Rashford up front. On the left you can either put. Usually Sancho or Rashford. right? And if you're putting Rashford on the left. Usually Sancho isn't playing, so it's either Ronaldo or Martial through the middle. So there's there's your options. We need more options than that, but that those are your options. On the right, it's... Because Sancho can play there, but he's very much solidified himself on the left side. Um, but Anthony's been the main player over there. Uh, obviously, we changed formation. I don't think we were playing at Tomine at right wing. I think we, pro- we probably went to like a 4-1... 2-1-2 or something. I, I don't know what formation it actually was, but that would be my guess. Uh, McTominay was just in a sort of advanced midfield role, so um, that was what it was. Um, so that was uh, interesting. Um, again, I don't mind. This is McTominay being used as a squad player, and I don't mind that as much. Um, I still would prefer to upgrade over McTominay to get rid of him and get a, a different player in, or play Donny if he was ready. But I don't mind... Um, you know, we're not doing the thing anymore of like week in, week out. Oh, it's McTominay, Fred. Look how bad they were. They can't pass. They can't shoot. They can't run. They can't tackle. 
McFred again next week. Oh, same thing. Fred McFred again next week. It, it's not that anymore. This is like, um, again that that duo has been split up, um, in, in the best of of terms. Um, but McTominay is being used in more of a squad role, and I think that's that at least suits what we're able to do right now. Our midfield is a little bit paper thin right now because uh, Ericsson had an illness, I think, but he was able to play. And Van Der Beek is out injured, so I uh, don't mind all that. Then another sub, uh, 87 minutes. These are just late, fresh legs, I think. Um, Sancho off, Alanga on. Makes sense. I would have liked to have seen Ganacho, but um, Alanga's not being given a chance for a bit. He has broken into the first team more than Ganacho has, so that makes sense. And Alanga's quite quick, so those late, l- late energy sort of legs, uh, that makes sense. And then Eriksson on for Casemiro. Which effectively has the same effect of McTominay being brought on late and Eriksen staying in midfield. But it's just that, yeah, it it, it was fine. So, um, I've not really got any problems with those. The, the only, again, um, they these are substitutions that make sense. But, in my preference, I would have had, just so we could have seen him play, I would have had Garnacho on instead of Alanga. But, I'm not going to moan about it because it uh, we won the game. And we played well. Just just a bit of sort of, hey, he made these subs. I like most of them. I would have just brought on this player instead of this player. But it's not me moaning about it. So, all good with that. Anyway, that's it for the summary. Um, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back. I do have a man of the match in mind. I will mention who that person is straight away in the next half of the episode. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, let's get into the player ratings. Let's jump straight to our man of the match. With a rare 10 out of 10 and a man of the match. He's a player who scored a goal today. And I'm going to give it to Fred. So congratulations to Fred. You were terrible in the last game. But what can you do if you're selected again? You can get stuck in, you can get back in there and you can have a good game. Uh, Fred was everywhere today. Fred was incredibly tenacious. Fred played the full 90 minutes. He didn't have a game like he had the other... I can't remember which game it was, but the other week where he played, like, mostly well and then fell off. Um, sure, he mislaid some passes here and there, made mistakes here and there. But uh, it's not a flawless 10 out of 10. It's just a 10 out of 10 in terms of, you know, just his rating. Scored a well-taken goal. A um, little bit of luck with deflection, but that's fine. But Fred's passing was much better. Um, using his energy and tenacity to get around the pitch... Communication was good. Ball control was good. Um, it's just... It's annoying because you look at a performance like this from Fred and you think, why can't you do that more often? Why can't you do that more often? Like, why why can't he go to Chelsea on Saturday? I uh, don't know if that's home or away. But go to play against Chelsea on Saturday and do it again. And then go to the next game and do it again. And then go to the next game and do it again. Um, we need consistent... I, I like this Fred. I like this version of Fred. This, I, I... And again, I'll keep referring back to this. I called Fred a car crash in the mid-season when, we did, when I did the season wrap-up. Because from the season of football that I just watched, so, so the one that's, that finished, um, he played like a car crash. But he didn't in this game. He's had some bad games this season. Just the previous game, I gave him a zero. He... That's the it's consistency with Fred, um, because when he has a zero out of ten game, you think, oh my god, get rid of this absolutely atrocious player. But then there's a game like this where he scores, he plays well, um, plays some good passes into like Rashford and into, into other players, and you think that's what we want you to do. That's what we paid fifty million for. Don't forget, Fred cost us fifty million. Don't forget that. Um, but no, good from Fred. Can you do it again on Ch- Saturday, Chelsea? Um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Are we gonna get a six? Are we gonna get a zero? Or are we gonna get a ten? You just—that's the problem with Fred. You just you start him, and you have no idea what you're gonna get. You just have no idea what you're gonna get. Um, and it's it's very very it's very annoying. It's very very annoying. But good from Fred. Ten out of ten today. Um, this is what we want to see more of. And if he plays as well again on Saturday, he doesn't have to score. I don't, in terms of all the players on the pitch, I don't expect Fred to be getting the goals. But if he plays as well again on Saturday, I will say so. So uh, good job, Fred, on this. Um, that That is how you make a comeback after a 0 out of 10 game. So good on you, Fred. Uh, let's go back to the front. Uh, De Gea, um, I'm going to give... 
So I'm just going to do a combined rating here. Um, De Gea, Delo, so the back four and De Gea, including Shaw, um, all get a 10 from me. I thought De Gea today with his ball distribution was better, his uh, rushing out of goal, um, not in the way that like Bartes used to do. No, no, nobody was really like Bartes, <laughs> but um, coming coming out of his goal a bit more and uh, clearing the ball and not not being afraid to do that so much, but still making really good saves. Because even though Kane's shot was offside, De Gea still did a good job saving it and the shot that was before that. So really really good performance. Um, Delo, um, I think I'd give him a ten as well. Um, who would I who would I not give a ten to in this game? Um, Casemiro. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not naming Casemiro. Um, would I give Casemiro a ten? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Varane, I would. Martinez, I thought was outstanding again. Luke Shaw was doing some of his best. Uh, Sancho, I would probably. Um, in fact, the only the only players, only three that I would give. Eight two, actually I'll give I'll give Rashford a nine. I'll give Bruno an eight, and I'll give Anthony an eight as well. I think. Um, still, it's all right. I'm gonna move the this to. Okay, so Shaw and Sancho, right? Their overlapping left side relationship. How is that going? It's going all right. He's still got a better relationship with Rashford when Rashford's on that side. Rashford was on the pitch, but he was more in the middle. Delo and Anthony still... There's something building there, I think, with their overlapping partnership. Um, It could do with a bit of work. There's a few times, and it happened in this game, where Anthony will sort of stop. He's always got two players on him for some reason. And Delo isn't making that overlapping run. Um, so yeah, that's that's a bit frustrating. So again, that's something very, very... Especially for the way Ten Hag plays football. That's something that's very, very important. Those overlapping runs. Sancho and Shaw did it really, really well. Um, but... Yeah. That was... Uh, it, it was it was, it was good from both sides basically. Um, Rashford, I thought, could have maybe scored one or two goals. I was very impressed with his performance. Um, I'd give him a nine, as I said. Bruno, um, I thought was better than what I'd... I mean, I've been giving him, like, zeros, haven't I? I thought he had an above-average performance. Um, scored, well, took his goal very well. Still gave the ball away a few too many times than what I would like, but it was better. An eight, I give him a better score. I can't give him a nine or a ten, because I don't think he was that good. He wasn't as good as, like, everybody else. Um, so yeah, just to be clear, so De Gea, Delo, Varane, Martinez, Shaw, all 10s. Fred, a 10, man of the match. Casemiro, a 10. Anthony, an 8. Um, thought we could have maybe took on one or two more players, although there was that bit that he did in the game where he sort of turned two players, and that was really, really good. Uh, Bruno, an 8. Sancho, a 10. And Rashford, a 9. Um, roughly, sort of ratings for that. But, I mean, if you ask me again in an hour... I might give you different numbers, but that's what I'm going to go with with that. So, all very, very good games. Um, but overall, the uh, team rating, and I'm not going to do this every week, the team rating is a 10. I thought we really shut Tottenham out. Considering how good Son and Kane specifically can be, and they've built a good, obviously, partnership over the over the years, um, and a Conte-led side, 
you know what? It, it's interesting because there was a build-up to this game and a few hours before and everyone was like, oh, I don't know if we're going to beat Tottenham today. I'm not afraid of Tottenham anymore. I, I haven't really been afraid of them before. Like I, When we go to play sort of like Liverpool, Man City, they're actually just like, oh, shit, you know, we really need to pull something off. That's why the Liverpool result was so good and so surprising. Next time we play Tottenham, don't care if it's in the Carabao Cup, FA Cup, League, I don't care what competition it's in, I'm going to expect to win. Because we've really outplayed them the last couple of times we've played them. Um, and I can't remember the last time they beat us either. So, um, we played very, very well again today. Uh, Alright, let's move on to the subs. Uh, just to let you know who was on the bench. Alanga, Eriksen, Garnacho, Heaton, Lindelof, Malasia, McTominay, Palestri, and in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know, Ronaldo was on the bench uh, as well. So Alanga didn't see, we didn't see much of Alanga and Eriksen. Um, McTominay I thought did all right when he was brought on. We only made three subs. We're allowed five, aren't we? Don't know why we didn't make more, but um, those are my rough discussion points for for those players. So yeah, uh, just let you know who's injured right now, in case you want to know that as well. Um, obviously we updated on the situation with the other player recently. Um, that's going to take a while to resolve itself. We all know who I'm talking about, but I don't need to name names. Um, they are still inactive. Not not going to be playing anytime soon. Uh, if if this season, um, Maguire's got a muscle injury. Not that he, not that he would be starting. Uh, Martial's got a back injury. Would really like to see him back in the team. Then it says here, this is a new one that's written here. Twenzebi lacking match fitness. I'd like to see Twenzebi. Although, um, I'd be curious about a Twenzebi-Martinez partnership. I like Varane. I like him a lot. Just gave him a 10. Um, but I'd like to see that. Wan-Bissaka injury. He's not even been playing anyway when he's been available. Neither is Williams and Van der Beek. I did read this week that Van der Beek is back in training. But obviously this is a midweek Wednesday game. So I wasn't expecting to see him today. I would like to see Van der Beek maybe Saturday. He's got to get back in the team at some point. Um, but I read that he's he's back in uh, in training this week. Don't know if Chelsea's the right game quite to do that. Maybe a substitute appearance. Not in the 88th minute like the early days, hopefully. Um, be good to see him. Let, let's aim for... Because I think we play him... I think we play Chelsea Saturday and then Ammonia the following Thursday. I think that's what we're doing. Would be nice to see Van der Beek playing... In that Thursday game. Don't know if that will happen. But let's just aim for that. Depends on obviously how his training goes and everything this week. But let's at least aim for that shall we. And that's everything for this week. Very very happy with the result. Very happy with the performance. Not quite so entertained by the goals. But the goals are the goals. They're 2-0. And it gets us the win. Um, but no we completely shut Tottenham out. We completely dominate the football. And this is our best performance of the season. So good stuff all around. And very very happy. But what we've got to do now. Uh, especially Fred, is carry on this momentum, go to Chelsea, do the same thing again. Because um, Man United shouldn't fear any team. We're Man United. We have great players. We have a great manager. Um, we can be more cautious when we play, you know, Liverpool, City, or like, you know, Real Sociedad or whatever in the in Europa League, like some other bigger teams. We could be more cautious and not try to be overconfident, but we shouldn't fear any team. Any team. Why should we? Um, not when, when we can play like this. And play this well. Why should we? I, I don't think any Man United fan. Should look at any game really. And think. Oh we're going to lose this game today. 
Um, I don't remember if I've ever thought, unless it was under the Ollie era, where I was like, oh, why would I think we'd win? But that was that was a bit different, you know. Um, but no, I expect to beat Chelsea because why shouldn't we? Um, Chelsea are a very good team. No disrespect to Chelsea. I'm not disrespecting other teams. I'm just saying we shouldn't fear them. Um, so we'll see how that goes on Saturday. That's half past five kickoff. And then I can't check it right now because it's not Thursday yet. Uh, but next week, I think we go back to playing Ammonia. Um, I don't know why we didn't play them this week, but we had a Premier League game. So there we go. And then after that, I don't know. The World Cup's coming up soon, isn't it? In November, which I I hate. Not the World Cup. I just wish the World Cup was in the summer. I, I, I hate that the World Cup is in. What I would really hate us to do is play really well in this game, win this game, which we've done. Play and beat, play really well and beat Chelsea. Then play well and beat Ammonia, and then do some other fixtures, whatever they're going to be after that, and then get a good run of momentum, and then head into the World Cup, and then just throw everything up in the air because players can get injured, tired. Uh, You know, your momentum can get, and I think that that happened actually when um, what was it? We we were like winning. We were only winning sort of like one nil and stuff. But when we beat like Leicester and some other teams, and then we were going to go and play Leeds and Palace. Obviously, there was reasons for that. But and then we sort of went and played like City, and we went and played some other teams. Um, I think it's things like that that can throw you momentum off. So I really hope the World Cup doesn't do that. If we build up some good momentum over these next couple of weeks, so we shall see. Anyway, that's it for me for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to write in, what were your player ratings? What did you think of Fred today? Uh, what do you think of everything else? How do you think of the team's progression? I talked about all that. Um, and everything else that I've discussed, uh, let us know. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter, etalkuk. There's a contact page and information in the show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in your show notes. Uh, so get involved with all of that. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, Man United podcasts. Uh, by the way, we haven't like quit Walking Dead or anything. We were just not able to do it today. Uh, but Walking Dead podcast should be tomorrow, which will be for Thursday the 20th of October. Um, so look out for all that. Speaking of Thursday the 20th of October, two very big streams. That's th- three big pieces of content tomorrow. Walking Dead podcast for the newest episode. That's season 11, episode 9. I think uh, so look out for that tomorrow that's Thursday 20th and then my final stream playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 19 and then my first stream not first stream actually first couple of hours of the campaign for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 the 2022 game which is going to be out tomorrow look out for all that uh, if you want to keep up to date with all that that we do um, like I said entertainment talk.org podcast platforms and entertainment talk uh, TV games films main night podcast you can also support us by telling other people about our content uh, either by just telling them or obviously there's social media as well people talk on on that platforms those platforms you can share our episodes around on there if you want to as well uh, so there's all of that patreon five dollar ten dollar level tiers if you want to get involved over there add free podcast review options have a look out for that as well um is all that tv and film news um i don't know when david's posting geek town this week but keep keep your eyes out uh podcast platforms geek town for geek town radio usually on tuesdays uh i don't know if the episodes come out and i'm not aware but i didn't see a pop-up yesterday um we will ask david about it tomorrow on walking dead so look out for all that uh but usually geektown.co.uk geektown radio have a look out for all that for your tv film news cancels renewals um air dates all that sort of stuff and then twitch if you want to keep up to date with uh the the cod streams and the game clips and all that sort of stuff twitch etalk uk over there go give that channel a follow you'll be notified when we go live and if you miss the streams don't worry 
uh, those streams, the game clips and the other stuff will be archived and exported and whatever over to YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Play. So if you do miss those two streams tomorrow, they'll be exported to YouTube pretty much straight away. And then it's up to YouTube to decide when to do that. Um, so that's all that. Uh, Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, Little Nightmares 2, Retro Games, Classic Games, Chat Streams, all that good stuff over there. Trista B-Y-T-E-S and of course across other platforms. And that is it. Thanks very much for listening. Well done to Fred. Well done to this team. And I'll see you uh, on the next podcast or on Saturday for Chelsea. See you then and I'll see you soon. Goodbye.